Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in Luke 16, 16th chapter of Luke. Uh, beginning with verse 19, and we're looking at another parable type of thing that Jesus used to teach certain truths uh, to his disciples, to the Pharisees, to the scribes, to the people that were listening, uh, to sinners who came before him. <clears throat> all these things, there was truths here for all of them. We read through this parable in the previous episode. I just want to go back and read through it again and just point out a couple of things that sort of um, arrested my attention this time through, okay? So Luke chapter 16, verse 19 says this, Jesus speaking. Now there was a rich man, and he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen, joyously living in splendor every day. <clears throat> so you see uh, the lifestyle of this man, okay? He's rich. There's nothing wrong with being rich, folks. <clears throat> nothing wrong with it. Jesus has already said, though, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve God, and you can't serve wealth. If wealth is your master, that's the distinction, okay? <clears throat> so this man was rich. He dressed habitually. It was his habit to dress in purple, which is the finest of dress okay? and the finest of linen. <clears throat> and he lived joyously. And he lived joyously in splendor every day. There's nothing inherently evil <clears throat> about any of that. It's the attitude of the heart. Okay? And it's the deeds that come out of that heart. Now, verse 20. And a poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate covered with sores. So you got this poor man, Lazarus, and he's laid at the gate. He's covered with sores. The idea here being <clears throat> that someone laid him there. He was laid at the gate. Okay? And he's covered with sores. He's got some type of physical problem, physical ailment. Verse 21, and longing to be fed, that's Lazarus, with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. So the only comfort that Lazarus had was the comfort that comes from a dog licking your sores. We sometimes we go, oh, that's pretty gross, et cetera, et cetera. Well, no, not necessarily. <laughs> it actually felt pretty good. But you see what's going on here. <clears throat> the rich man apparently made no attempt to take care of Lazarus, to feed Lazarus, <clears throat> to comfort him, and to help minister to his sores, if nothing else. Verse 22, now the poor man died. And was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. <clears throat> and the rich man also died and was buried. <laughs> Notice the distinctions here. The poor man, he dies, and he's carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And then the rich man also died and was buried. <clears throat> it's just like, <clears throat> okay, he died too, and we just buried him, <clears throat> the rich guy. <clears throat> Let me read verse 23 and then comment a couple of things. In Hades, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And so uh, there's some things right here that I think that we can learn, that we can glean, that we might be able to understand that are really, really, really uh, helpful in the midst of this, okay? Where was the poor man taken to? To Abraham's bosom. Where was the rich man taken? Well, first it says that he was buried. Then it says, in Hades, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. 
So Hades is the place of torment. Now, there's all sorts of debate as to exactly where these places are and what they are. So let me just sort of tell you where I am on it. Boy, I'm totally open to uh, making adjustments to this as I learn more, right? (coughs) Abraham's bosom appears to be the place that prior to the time of the Lord Jesus Christ coming here on earth, that when someone who was righteous and someone who was holy, someone who believed, this is where they were taken to. They were taken to Abraham's bosom, the bosom of Abraham. If someone was not a believer, if he was a sinner and he was evil, he was taken to Hades. And there's some understanding of some people who believe that uh, that the bosom of Abraham might be all-encompassing, okay, and that Hades is a part of it, okay? I'm not sure if I want to draw that sharp line of demarcation and distinction right there. I just want to say, okay, we see these two places right here. Now, the question arises, do these two places exist today? The bosom of Abraham, I do not believe that it exists today. I believe that when the Lord was resurrected from the dead, that uh, what it says in Ephesians, that he took those that were held captive, that he took those into glory. Uh, I think he sort of cleaned out the cash, shall we say, of the bosom of Abraham. Because we know now that when someone dies who is a believer, what does the scripture tell us about? That we're absent from the body, then we're present with the Lord. That we don't go to Abraham's bosom, we go and we're present with the Lord, whatever that means. Now what happens to someone who is uh, uh, an unbeliever, who's an evil person, (coughs) if they die now? Well, I think that they are still in Hades. I think they are in the place of torment, though they haven't reached the ultimate place of torment yet, okay? Which is going to be the lake of fire, which they will not be cast into until after the great white throne judgment. You see that type of thing. And so that they are held in a place of torment right now, whatever that may be. Because you see different terms and different things being used for it. So what do we do? We rest on the truth of that which we know. That if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, when you die, you're absent from this body, you're present with the Lord, and the day's going to come when he will reunite us again with our glorified body. If you're not a believer then you are uh, in a place of torment until such time that you enter eternal torment. Now, let's read a couple more verses real quick. Verse 24. And he cried out, this is the man in Hades, the rich man, and cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue, for I am in agony in this flame. For Abraham said, Child, Remember that during your life, you received your good things, and likewise, Lazarus, bad things. But now, he is being comforted here, and you are in agony. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great chasm fixed, so that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able, and that none may cross over from there to us. So I'll just a couple more thoughts here. You see that this one who's in torment, the rich man, is just crying out, saying, hey, will you please send Lazarus down here just to put a, 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 a drop of water on my tongue because I'm going to say torment. And Abraham says, hey, remember, and he doesn't say this maliciously. He said, in your life, you received the good things, and Lazarus received bad. 
It doesn't have to be said, because the man knows this, that he did not take care of Lazarus and help Lazarus in any way. <coughs> he didn't give Lazarus a crumb from his table, and now he's wanting to drop on his tongue from Lazarus. But then Abraham tells him something which I think gives us insight to the things of eternal nature. He said, beside all this, there's a great chasm fixed. There's a chasm, a gap fixed between what you see here in the Abraham, uh, bosom of Abraham and in Hades. And he said, to where if we wanted to come down there to try to help, we couldn't. And if you wanted to come here, you couldn't. Though he could still see, the one in Hades could still see into the bosom of Abraham. I think that may give us a little hint as to what uh, maybe happened when we reach the eternal state. I think those that are in the lake of fire that are undergoing eternal torment will be able to see all the wonder and the glory of the Most High God. And we'll be able to see all that. Will we be able to see the other way from there down into those in torment? Uh, I'm thinking perhaps, yes. Now, immediately people go, well, that would be horrible. I wouldn't want to do that. I'd be crying. I'd be so sorrowful. No, because our mind will be the mind of the Lord, and we will realize that this is righteous judgment, and it's right. Okay? Now, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure if they'll be able to see down into that. But from what we see right here, that may happen. Who knows? Well, again, my time's up. We'll continue with this in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale, and thank you so much for your time. I'll see you then. Goodbye.